0: David Sparks and Jason Snell spent their careers working for the establishment. Then one day, they'd had enough. Now, they are independent workers, learning what it takes to succeed in the 21st century. They are free agents. Welcome back to Free Agents, a podcast about being an independent worker in a digital age. I'm Jason Snell, and I'm joined as always by my fellow host, Mr. David Sparks. Hi, David. Hi, Jason. It's good to be back. Another fortnight. Another free agents. That's good. Yes. Now, um, as we're recording this, I have entered a very, very special phase in my life as a free agent.
1: Oh, really? What's yes. that?
0: The kids went back to school.
1: Amen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and that's actually our topic this time is um, one of the things that happens if you work at home is you may have other people in your home with you and how do you deal with that? How do you deal with the distractions in general, but especially of other human beings in your house? Because for me, every uh, summer, I have two kids th- with uh, sometimes nothing to do. We try to keep them busy, but that doesn't always work. And it completely changes the dynamic of, of my house. You may also have a spouse who works at home. That's also something that, that happens from time to time. Uh, but I felt like this is worth a, worth a conversation about how we deal with distractions in our house uh, when we're working.
1: Yeah. Who is it that said hell is other people?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Somebody with a family. Uh <laughs> I,
1: I, you know, I think this is a good show to cover because this is a real challenge for a lot of free agents. Um, I think, especially if you work from home, uh, part of the idea is, hey, I'll get to work from home and spend more time with my family. And it doesn't always work out that way. But, um, but but let's just talk about that for a little bit. Uh, like so, I worked at an office for a long time, you know, for mm-hmm. twenty two years, and my kids who are now teenagers and even post teenagers, uh, when they were young, daddy went to work, put on a tie, and disappeared for hours at a time. And I was doing a lot of litigation at the time, so I had a lot of long hours. And I I really have regrets looking back, you know, for those years that I feel like I wasn't at home as much as I would like to be. I, I, I think that as much as, you know, we talk about, make jokes about it, um, being able to be around your your spouse or your significant other and your kids more often is, is a real advantage of being a free agent and working at home.
0: I agree. I think it's a huge advantage. I definitely felt one of my calculations in going out on my own was I, I, I saw how quickly my kids were growing up and how they were going to be out of the house before too long. And I'd already missed... Um, a lot of time, and I you know when I worked at home, I would get some some of that time from my office, but most of the time I was going into San Francisco, and I was not getting back until late. There was a period in there where there were basically there were two dinners in my house, there was a kid dinner, and then there was an adult dinner because the kids couldn 't wait for me to get home because I got home so late, so Lauren would yeah. make them food, and then we would have dinner when I got home and that that was that was definitely a factor um and I regret not. You know, I did as much as I, I think I could, but I regret not having that time, that fleeting time when they were, when they were younger. At the same time, though, I think about the, um, the way that I interact with them now while I work at home, especially when they're out of school in the afternoon or um, when they're out of school for the summer. And I, I wonder, actually, if I would have felt capable of doing this job at home in my garage if my kids were in you know second and fifth grade because the the neediness scale ramps way up and you know the way that worked was that when they were that little my wife wasn't working she wasn't a librarian she was taking some classes and maybe working a few hours but um they she was taking care of them but you know If I had little kids and my wife in the house while I was working, that would be a totally different dynamic. And I, my my gut feeling is from the distractions that I get in the summertime when the kids are here, and they're basically self sufficient. That it would have been, it would have required a whole lot more discipline. And I do wonder sometimes if it would have um, driven me to get a separate office space somewhere if uh, if they were younger.
1: Yeah, uh, it, we talked about it being an advantage. You get to spend more time with your kids, though. But it is not an advantage in the sense that you get to replace daycare for young kids with yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, a, it, that's an important, I think, I don't know, some people probably have that illusion that they're going to be able to work from home and they're going to be the childcare, especially if you end up in a situation where you're like, well what if you have we talked last time about the spreadsheet what if one of the calculations you decide to make in the spreadsheet is i'm going to be able to save some money on childcare because i'll be i'll be uh, able to take the kids cuz i'll be at home so i'm going to take them to school and then i'm going to pick them up and bring them home instead of having them go to an after school care or or something like that and um everybody's different but i will just say that uh, I don't think that's realistic because childcare requires attention. You can't, you know, it, it's very difficult to uh, have a child, especially if they're younger and, uh, and just uh, go back to focusing on your work. I don't think that actually works. Um, and also it's a distraction like once you're driving you know or, or walking or whatever the kids to school and from school that's more limitation in your schedule suddenly now at 245 or whatever you've got to get up every day and and if you can schedule it and I used to pick up my son from school um, from elementary school sometimes and it was great but it's another thing on your calendar that you have to do and and you got to factor that into so there's a lot of there's a lot of downside and you know I just I'm not a believer that you can be a an actual child care provider and work simultaneously i don't think it can be done
1: yeah i feel like it's like a trade it gives you some flexibility to help out but you got to pay for that um we had a my older daughter had a car issue and she had to deal with the car and she was intimidated by it and i said okay i will help you deal with the car and so i spent two and a half hours dealing with the car that didn't mean that i you know could just, you know, knock off the usual time that night and be done. I had to make up that two and a half hours somewhere. And so it gives you a little bit of flexibility, but it's just long-term. It is not a solution, especially with younger kids. I think younger kids are really hard. Yep. Yeah. We had a, um, over the summer we had due to some family things. We ended up being daycare for a four-year-old in my house and this four-year-old, he, I'm his favorite uncle. I mean I like Star Wars. I have I have a lightsaber. I'll do fights with him. Um you know so I'm we have a great time together and he's used to coming over here for family events where I I give him almost exclusive attention. And suddenly he was here two or three days a week all day. And and it was a a shock for him that you know uh, and in my wife's Filipino in the Philippines uncles tito, it was it was shocking to him that Tito could not just spend the whole day doing lightsaber <laughs> battles with him. you know, and he, he just did not understand and, Tito and it,
0: would have loved to do lightsaber battles all day. Let's be clear.
1: Yeah, I would have, but uh, Tito also needs to pay the rent, you know, so, um, and uh, and I really gave, that's one of the reasons this show started percolating for me is that experience with that younger kid, because I, my heart goes out to anybody who's a free agent at home with a young kid who, they they are so sincere, they w- they want nothing more than to spend time with you, and trust me, when they get older, they don't feel that way, um, and, and so why wouldn't you want to spend all the time with them, but you can't, and... And you got to figure out how to how to make that work. You know how do you set limits and and deal with that? Um, I can tell you with with uh, with Oliver, what I did was uh, I would just close the door and say when Tito shuts the door, it means he has to work. Mm-hmm. And kids will really accept that. I mean, small kids especially. And and the other thing that we did is I would play with him, but I would set the oven timer. And this is a trick I learned. I mean, so we're going to go on a sidetrack with with kids (laughs) here. But for some reason, when my kids were little, if I told them, if I look at my watch and say, okay, time's up. Or like if you guys have to trade now or whatever, to be fair, uh, they never believed me. But if the oven timer goes off, to them, that's like the law. The law, yeah. They yep. just accept that as the law. So I'll go down, I'll, I'll set the oven timer for 20 minutes, we'll have a, a great battle, and then I'll go back to work. Um, and uh, so we were able to find some balance, but I was not his daycare. My wife was his daycare, and she's the one that made him you know, hot dogs and dealt with all the issues of his day. And, um, and I, I just really believe that it's almost impossible to take care of a small kid and be a free agent working from home.
0: Yeah. And if there is a, another caregiver in the house, then, then you can do it. But there are still lots of issues as you just described. I think that's one of the important things about this is, um, you like doors are a good way to do it. Um signs can be a good way to do it. I had, um, obviously my kids are older now. So, um, the door just as it does with my wife, actually, the door plays an important role in message setting. Sometimes I leave the door open and the implication there is not that I'm asking people to come in and talk to me, but if I leave the door open, There, it's like, it's okay. It's like, come in and do some laundry, come in and talk to me. The door is open, it's fine. If I close the door, I'm asking for isolation. And then I have a third step as a podcast person, which is I have a do not disturb sign that I put on the door. Um, Yeah. And I do that when I'm recording podcasts for the most part. But I do have a do not disturb sign like you have in a hotel that I hang on the doorknob. That basically says, "Do not open this door, so there's levels there, and that works pretty well because my kids know that they can come in and ask me, but they also I think know, and if they don't they maybe have internalized when they open that door and I glare at them a little bit <laughs> that they need to um you know they need to have a good reason to do that at that point, which they 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 do and it's fine, but the The door helps. Now you got to have a door, right? If you yeah, if you don't have a door to shut, then this makes it harder. I'd say that that's when you're considering your space planning. This is one of those issues. Like if you've got a child and a caregiver at home, and you're trying to work, and your workspace is the couch or something, it's going to be a problem. It's right because you you can't you can't block out the space. You may need to go somewhere else, whether it's into a bedroom or out of the house, in order to do your do your work. But I'm fortunate to have a door that I can close and send a message that you know some when the door is closed don't casually interrupt me
1: I, i'm reminded of that viral video two or three months ago where they, i think it was cnn or some news network they were interviewing a guy from his home office and suddenly you see the kid walk in the background as they're on the news and the kid's wandering in and then the mom flies in the door did you ever see that video <laughs> It was, it was oh, yeah, kind of yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And she's trying to get the kids out. Meanwhile, he's just trying to pretend there's nothing going he's on. He's doing that and, BBC
0: uh, interview and she's, yeah, yeah. she's like crawling across the floor trying to pull the child away and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I, I, I feel for that guy, right? Because yeah. I, I think, I think we've all we've all been there to a certain degree. And the wife is trying to, you know, she's she's the she's the caregiver there while the husband's doing the uh, the TV interview, and the kids are on the loose, and you know, she's and, and it's and they they outnumber her.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that's that's oh, that's tough. So yeah, that's great. The the uh, now the, the flip side is as they get older, like suddenly. They are not as interested in you spending time with them. And uh, so I'm living now with, with uh, no longer preteens, but teens and, um, and actually one in college. And that there's still an element to it, though, when you are working from home with these older kids. They still need support and they still need help. Uh, they don't necessarily want to ask you for it. Yeah, uh, but when you're around and it's convenient, they will ask you for it. And uh, uh it's as simple as like problems saying my my iPhone charging cord is broken, you know. And and I had to kind of have a conversation with my kids saying, I know you have issues in your life and if it's a big deal, interrupt me, but if it's not a big deal, you know, keep them and then when I'm done working, we can address those problems, you know. And, um, and, and kind of setting an expectation with them that just because I'm here doesn't mean, you know, you can interrupt me at any moment for whatever, you know, itch you need scratching. And, um, and that took a little work as well, but they're older and, you know, you can kind of get through to them after a little bit. You don't want to be a jerk about it, but at the same time, you know, it's like dad's got to work got yeah, let me do my, do my thing. And
0: they're more capable. And I, I, what I found is that if I'm a little less accessible, they will learn to do those things on their own, which is great yeah. because they should. They do need at some point to learn how to do it on their own. And I'm not asking my kids to like you know, get out a frying pan and put some olive oil in it and cook some meat or something like that. You know, I'm not, but it's, it's like, you know, yeah, you can probably get your own popsicle. You can get your own, you know, make your own piece of toast, things yeah. like that, that, that I don't need to be involved with, or that could be delayed until, until later when I'm not working. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I, I do think that, um, an advantage of working with teens and, and later at home is that it does give you as a parent, a window into their lives to kind of see what they're doing, which you wouldn't get if you're away. And it'll also, I think it gives you kind of a toehold to get more involved with what they're doing. Like one of the things I do with my kids is like my older one, she really likes going to Starbucks with me and doing homework. And it's a silly thing. You know, we go to, we do it at hmm. least once a week and, and we don't even talk much there, but it just kind of gives us time to be together, which wouldn't be possible if I was putting on the suit and going into the office. So, you know, I I think, you know, there's advantages to this and you should look for some of those opportunities Mm. to to become a little bit more of a part of their life when you are working at home.
0: Well, we've got a lot more to talk about on this topic, but I think it's time for our first sponsor, which is FreshBooks, David. FreshBooks. FreshBooks.
1: Yeah, FreshBooks. So all our freelancers out there, you know how important it is to make smart decisions for your business. And our friends at FreshBooks can save you up to 192 hours with their cloud accounting software for freelancers. That's ridiculously easy to use. So uh, you know, you need to get paid. And that's what FreshBooks solves for you. By simplifying tasks like invoicing, tracking expenses, and getting paid online, FreshBooks has drastically reduced the time it takes for over 10 million people to deal with their paperwork. I mean, these guys have a lot of experience. Uh, There's a couple things I like about FreshBooks. One is that they automate late payments and email reminders. So uh, I'm really bad about this. If someone doesn't pay me and I don't keep track of it, I don't give them notices. And if you let enough time go by... Like if somebody is a month or two behind, then that's their problem. But if you let it go six months, it's your problem. So FreshBooks solves this for you. They do it automatically and you spend less time chasing payments and FreshBooks, you know, the robots in the FreshBooks system do it for you. And and tied to that is when you email a client an invoice, FreshBooks can show you whether they've seen it. So if you're following up, uh, you can see that they've actually seen the invoice. Sometimes I'll look and it shows that they haven't seen the invoice yet. I'm like, okay, something went wrong. So then I can make sure they get the invoice. So it puts the end of the guessing games as to whether they've actually seen the invoice. FreshBooks may now have over 10 million users. But they've managed to stay a pretty small company, landing them the title of small giant on Forbes' list of small companies this year. Now, if you're listening to this and not using FreshBooks yet, now is the time to try. They are offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial to listeners of the show. No credit card required. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash and that's one word, and enter free agents in the how did you hear about us section. If you've got some clients that you need to get some billings out to, Just try this. Go do the free 30-day trial and see how easy it is. I'm sure you're going to love it. We want to thank FreshBooks for their support of the show and making it easier for all those free agents out there to get paid.
0: Let's talk about some other issues here. We mentioned uh, having a a significant other, having a partner working in the house. That can be an issue. My wife is now mostly working on a regular schedule. But for a while there, she was working in the house a couple of days a week. And we had similar issues, right, that, that uh, she's not going to come in and ask me to uh, uh, toast bread for her or anything like that. But it was the same kind of issues of uh, what does the door closed and open mean? And wh- what's the conversation like? And how do we do that? And there are some challenges there.
1: When I, when I announced I was going out on my own, I was talking to a, a long-term legal client who's, a, who's also just a close friend. And he said um, – he asked me, you know, what are you doing for your office? And I said, well, I'm going to largely work from home. I'm going to have an office. He says, wait, your wife uh, stays home, right? And I said, yeah. He says, oh that is never going to work. He was, <laughs> he was insistent. He said he, he says, mark my words, in a year, you are either going to have an office or you are going to be divorced. He says, you guys will drive each other crazy. And I, I kind of took it as a challenge, to tell you the truth, because I, I don't know, my, my wife and I have, I'd like to think a really good relationship. We get along great. But but the um, uh, working at home with her here as well, uh, is a challenge um, you know she does like social media for scrapbook companies she's got like a little independent business she runs and she's also a chauffeur because my, my youngest daughter goes to school at an art school that's far from our home and she's always in plays and she's you know I, I feel so bad for the amount of driving my wife does although she does listen to a lot more podcasts than I do these days um, but anyway so uh, when we started this whole thing of both of us being at home uh, you know, we I I did wonder if it would work or not, and uh, now I've been doing it over two years, and it seems like it's working fine for me. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Sometimes but, it's. But we go ahead. We did have to like kind of grow into it. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I think that's it, right? You're you're both adults, and it's
0: like there are boundaries that you set. And Lauren and I have had several conversations about, like, what does this mean and what does that mean when one of us has gotten frustrated with the other one because, you know, why, why are you looking at me that way? I just came in to ask this question. It's like, but I was working on this thing. And it took some, you know, effort to... F- codify like how this how this works so that you know we're um we're able to do it but you know we did we learned and grew and it was fine
1: for us i think one of the things that we had to kind of get used to was the idea that just because we're both home doesn't mean we need to spend a lot of time together every day Um, right uh, we don't eat lunch together I mean, we're both in the same house, and, um, and and once in a while we will eat lunch together. But it's just kind of happenstance. Some days I don't eat lunch, or she doesn't, and um, I don't. You know, when I I don't feel like I you know uh, obliged to schedule the lunch around her because I may have a bunch of phone calls I need to make early or late in the afternoon. So, you know, we kind of got through that. We, uh, we, we take walks where I live and it's fun to take walks together. But if one of us isn't feeling it that day, we're like, I'm not going to do it today. And the other one goes without them. And, and I think just kind of giving each other permission to, to live our lives and do our jobs, uh, without needing to like coordinate everything is, is what really was the kind of the magic sauce for us to get this figured out. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Um, so, so, Jason, how do you know when this this isn't working?
0: Well, that's that's a real good question. I think um, I think the challenge is, I mean, frustration, la- uh, lack of uh, productivity, feeling that you're missing your deadlines, you're uh, getting distracted. Um, I think if you've got kids in the house and you love your children, but now they're starting to be, you feel like an impediment, like they're, they're frustrating you. I mean, some of the emotional signs may, may become noticeable to you before anything else. It's like, I feel like this is uh these are all signs. Like if you, if you feel your pro- productivity is being impaired in some way, or you're getting really frustrated by what's going on, um, that means it's not working.
1: Yeah. It could even be just like the way the space is being used. I mean, when you're working from home and there's other people, they're going to do things in your home that may may annoy you. And and you've got to pay attention to all those little things, because what you don't want to do is let it build up to, like, my client's threat that we'd be in divorce court, you know? You just, like, get so angry at each other, you can't stand each (laughs) other anymore.
0: I wasn't going to say that, but it, it is a sign that if the people who are around you, adult or child are not showing any signs of being able to get with the program of doing what you need to do in order to make your space workable. That is also a sign, right? You could be doing your best. You feel like you're doing everything you can. And the fact is if the other people just aren't doing it to your satisfaction, and I'm not saying that that makes them bad, but like if it doesn't, if it's not working, it's not working. And if they can't adjust their behavior for whatever reason, uh, if, and it could be that, your needs are are not realistic for them to follow. Like you, you might have specific needs. Doesn't mean either of you is bad, I guess is what no. I'm saying, but yeah, you no may judgment. have, you yeah. may have some very specific needs in order to have a good workplace, work environment. And for them to behave in a way that fulfills those needs is unrealistic for them. At which point, again, the answer is nobody's at fault here. Really. It doesn't work. That's the, that's the bottom line. It doesn't work.
1: And, and, and you know, you, you try to adapt, but at some point if it's not working, um, then, then you need to start being realistic about it. I mean, I, I haven't got to that point. You know, okay. I've had days of frustration, but I've never felt like, oh, this isn't working. I need to get an office, right? And uh, and, and part of it for me is I I'm I just don't want to go to an office. I mean, all of the time <laughs> investment, not putting aside the money, but just you know, you know, uh, you know, commuting and and dealing with other people. You go to an office, you're going to have other people there too. Um, so I I have a very high threshold for it, I think, but also my family has been very cooperative and we've been very open about it. But, but, you know, having those open conversations is really good. But if the conversations aren't getting you anywhere, um, you need to start thinking about what to do next. And, and I don't think you necessarily start with say, okay, I'm going to go get an office. Maybe it is like, uh, no, we need to put the kids in daycare. You know, if this is going to work for me, you know, if you've got young kids and, and it's just not working, you know, we need to get daycare. And I just like, if I had a jobby job where I was going to work, we need to take them somewhere so I can have the house empty to get my work done that may be the solution depending on what it costs
0: it may be more cost effective to do that it may be more cost effective to get an office and to pay for daycare it sort of depends on what the daycare is what the timing is and where you live all of those things um also there's some intervening steps right like it may be that there's only certain times of the day that it's a problem at which point you could go somewhere right maybe you need to explore the the uh, cafe life right where the, the at the at the high like, I think I think school is a good example of this. If you've got kids, especially little kids in school, and they get out of school in the afternoon, and that's when your house goes from being a, a good work environment to being a disaster area. And you may have a caregiver at home, but it's still spillover. Maybe you decide that in the afternoons you're going to go work somewhere else, you know, and 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 just at Starbucks or something, and that can be part of your routine. And that might be all you need to do. There are lots of different options before you say, oh, this isn't working. I, I I, literally, I need to get an office or we need to move to a bigger place where I've got a room that I can, where I can lock the door or something like that. There are, there are some interim steps there.
1: Yeah, I, I still have, and I, it's not necessarily related to the people so much as sometimes I just need a change of environment totally. where I will go to Starbucks mm-hmm. and, Me and work and Works all the time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I'm 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 straining to write an article and it's just not coming. And uh, change of scenery makes all the difference. And in the summer, I'm more likely to try change of scenery in the house to a different location or into the backyard. But uh, especially in the winter, when when the um, when the house is kind of cold and the backyard is wet, I uh, will uh, more often go to uh, go to a Starbucks or something. It gets me out of the house. I can walk to Starbucks, so it gives me a little bit of activity, and then I can sit there with my headphones in and drink my hot chocolate. And it works. Like that change of scenery really works. So that that's an option is just to retreat basically during the tough times. If the tough times are all the times, it's a harder thing. Although I do know people who spend a lot. A lot of time working out of cafes and you can do that and that that um uh, and i should say like libraries is another place the library uh, is a place where lots of people go as a public space and they've got internet and they've got tables and they've got quiet and you can do your work at some place like a library it doesn't even have to be a cafe so there are lots of different options if you uh if you if you need to get out before you necessarily have to rent a space
1: Jason, I know that when your kids, we made jokes about at the beginning of the show, but when your kids are in school versus when they're on summer break, you have very different kind of like procedures in your house to allow you to work at home. Yeah. Can you kind of share some of that with us? Yeah. Well, I mean, some of it is
0: like I said before about the door. I think the big differences are um, first off, they don't wake up <laughs> to go to school. And so I, I have to be more aggressive about getting myself up. Because my wife doesn't work until like 9.30. So, with the kids, the kids go out the door during school year at between 7.45 and 8.10. That's my daughter is out at 7.45. My son's out at 8.10. And so, we're up like we're up at 7. I mean maybe one yeah. of us stays in bed a, a, a little bit there but it's very different where everybody's kind of dozing. We could really we could literally doze everybody but my wife could sleep as long as they wanted and and she would need to get up maybe by 9 in order to get in at 9:30 or 8:45 or something very late, right? So in the summer, paradoxically, I have to be the one who gets up. Like I have to be the one Who is the pioneer in the morning? Who's like I'm up. I'm making the tea. I'm going to make breakfast. I'm going to read a little bit. I'm going to get about my day. And I have to exercise some discipline in getting out into the office here and doing my job because everybody else is just asleep. And it's hard. It's so hard when everybody's asleep to be the one who is stirring
1: and doing the work. But I have to do that. So that's you can't. You can't uh, even really blame that on your kids. No. No, it's. I mean, someday that's, they're going to go out to college. You're going to have the same challenge. Yeah, exactly right. It's just, it's
0: just the natural rhythm changes. So that's some yeah. of it. Um, and I would say um, another thing is in the summer because the weather t- tends to be better. I can do some backyard work, which is great, where I can just sit in a chair in the backyard and do work. Um, and then the other, uh, the other summer uh, issue, I guess I would say is the also my garage often on a hot day will get really hot and in the in the late afternoon the sun shines in in the afternoon um it's shining on the side of the house the house is radiating heat into there i don't have any air conditioning or anything like that and on a hot day an open window won't help and so sometimes i have to escape my workspace in the late afternoon and go in the backyard because i have no other uh, it's too hot to work so that's some of it and then um you know, I, I don't know. That's, I think that's, I think that's most of it. Like the the door being open and closed, occasionally reminding them to quiet down if I'm doing a podcast or something, um, you know, and it, it it works. But what it does do is it does cut off some of my options. Like the summer, the door stays closed a lot. The winter or when when it's not school, when it's school time, the door stays open a lot. The dog comes in. The cat comes in. I can yeah. s- I can I can see into the kitchen. I can just walk out into the kitchen, and um, I can work at the bar top in the kitchen, which I did yesterday. I, I wrote a couple of stories, and that's one of my great changes of scenery that I like to do. That is taken away from me if there are people in the house. So you know, it's just uh, it's just different. And uh, I've got to force myself awake more, and I've got uh, some sort of some of my old recourses are not available to me and uh you know, but it works it's fine it's just a little different
1: yeah, I think really a lot of it is is having a very frank conversation with the with the with the spouse and the the children saying look if we're gonna make this this uh this machine run, you know, I got to do my work. So you guys got to give me time. And it, it, it was, that's even when I talked to the four-year-old, it was kind of that simple. Yeah. When yeah. I shut the door, it means I can't play. You exactly. Know, and, and he got it. Exactly. Well, I want to talk about some of the good parts about working at home with kids, but I know we have another sponsor today too.
0: Yeah. This uh, episode of Free Agents also brought to you by Timing, the automatic time tracking app for the Mac. Now, time tracking, that sounds like a really Boring topic. But the fact is, um, it's important because you need to track the time you spend doing your job. You may have that to build clients. You may have that to try and analyze what you're doing to become more efficient. But what you don't want to do is like click start and stop on a bunch of timers every time you do something. It's not natural. It interrupts your workflow. You forget to do it. But timing solves all of that it automatically tracks how much time you spend on each app document and website not just like oh you were in safari but like what websites you were using what document you were editing in that particular app and you can apply those to different uh use types so that you get a better idea of productivity and lack of productivity and what stuff you're working on and how long you're working on them you don't have to start and stop timers ever again Timing is collecting data behind the scenes. It's showing you exactly what you're using, what app, what website, when you slacked off. There's a whole like uh, spectrum for the day. And it, you can, you can say, yep, that was when I was reading that dumb story about Star Trek uh, or Star Wars on the, uh, on the internet and not working. And it, it, you know, you can, you can point that out and then you can see when you were jumped back in and got in the flow and we're working for a couple of hours. Um, and of course your work doesn't just happen on your Mac. That's why timing's uh, timeline automatically will make Suggestions for filling gaps in your timeline, and they can ask what you did offline every time you return to your Mac. So you can go back from somewhere, and it'll say, "Okay, what were you doing?" and put that into the timing database as well. So you'll never forget entering in, say, a meeting that you were doing. Uh, I've been using timing a little bit. It has given me a uh, a really interesting perspective on my on my use case. One of the things I love about it is being able to apply apps and websites and folders in the Finder and things like that to specific jobs, so that uh, uh, I-, I would never be able to classify like Safari as a podcasting task, but specific websites like right now, Safari is the frontmost window for me because I've got all of our show notes and our ad reads in Safari. I can set timing to say when you're loading Relay.fm, which is where I am right now, or Google Docs, you're doing work. In Relay.fm, I'm doing podcast work. Google Docs, I might be doing podcast work or writing work, but I'm definitely doing work. And that's a level of granularity that really helps. That's very different than if I'm reading The Hollywood Reporter about the latest TV news. Because that's, unless I'm working on the TV Talk Machine podcast anyway, that's not work. It's probably for entertainment. So, uh, lots of things that timing does to make me, in hindsight, be able to see how I'm spending my time and maybe cajole me a little bit about when I'm wasting time. And every time it warns me and says, You were 58%. Uh, effective yesterday. I get a little irate. I'm like, come on, I must have been more uh, effective than that. But that's all part of uh, understanding a little bit more about how you're working because it's very easy to waste time and then forget that you did it and timing will not let you forget. So download a 14-day free trial. You can measure 14 of your own days and see what you're doing. And you can do that by going to timingapp.com slash free agents. You'll save 10% when you buy it. timingapp.com slash free agents. Timing, stop worrying about time and focus on doing your best work instead thanks timing
1: yeah i got a lot more productive using that app i, I did find holes yep the things i i didn't know i was doing
0: <laughs> yeah and it's also showing me the balance between um i po- i've got like podcasting and writing and stuff broken out and they're all product yeah. productivity they're all productive time but they're different and that gives me a sense of like how much time am i spending on podcasting versus writing as well as the stuff that is wasting time one other thing I wanted to mention about um, about m- a challenge is actually about rides. It's about being the taxi for your kids. Yeah. yeah. And I, I want to mention this because this has become a- actually a serious... Uh, I don't know if it is so much anymore, although school's back in session, so it may become that again, but like a serious point of friction between me and my daughter is Uh, because she's a teenager and she's got a lot of stuff going on after school and she's got to get around and get here and there and she started just calling me and saying can you get me like i'm sitting here working and it's three o'clock and she says can you come pick me up right now and it got really frustrating for me because uh sometimes in my town, there's really bad traffic at certain times of day. Generally, when the schools are getting out, the traffic gets really bad. And so I, I, at, at several points, I've actually timed it that the amount of time it takes for me to drive the mile to the high school to pick up my daughter and bring her home is not any more time than it would have taken for her to drive. Yeah. Uh, or for, I mean, sorry, for her <laughs> to walk. Yeah, And so what that means is that she could have just walked and I could have spent no time. And instead, it wastes both of our time for that amount of time. It's wasting my time unnecessarily to save her any time. And another thing on top of it was a lot of times what she was doing is like she would come home and then need to go back to school 40 minutes later or an, or, or an hour later for an activity. And that got really frustrating for me because I would say, why don't you just stay there? <laughs> and she's like, no no i don't want to stay there she doesn't want to like study in the library after school or go to starbucks or and hang out with her friends no 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 i gotta come home or she didn't want to carry her cheerleading outfit with her all day so she leaves it at home which means she has to come home and then put and then put on her stuff and then go back which needs now she needs multiple rides right yeah huge point of friction for us and i don't have a big solution here other than to say um one of the things that i made clear was i um I I was going to say no. And I actually had a couple instances where I was like on a podcast and she texted me saying, can you come? And I was like, I can't, nope. And yeah. and learning to say no, and she just has to deal with it. And she knows now the price of wanting to come home is that she's got to actually walk home. It's not that far, but she doesn't want to do it. She's a lazy teenager. Um, yeah. The other thing that we did that I think has improved things a lot, we'll see how it goes this fall, is scheduled rides versus surprise rides. So what I started to tell her is like, if you need me to give you a ride somewhere the night before or the morning before you go to school, you got to check in with me, say that you need a ride and see if I will agree. But I am not going to say most of the time, I am not going to say yes to a text saying can you come get me right now if obviously look if she's got a big problem or something but then then it's different but it's literally like i just don't want to hang out here or walk home and i'm being lazy and i'm going to waste a half an hour of your time like i mean and that's what it really is it's like 30 minutes of my work time not only is it broken up and i'm interrupted but it's 30 minutes that's just gone me sitting in the car so that my 15 year old can't uh walk for 20 minutes yeah, And, uh, so scheduling has helped because I, and then also, um, limitations on that because she's got like cheer or, or dance or things like that. And so sometimes it's, she needs to go to and from places a few times in a, in a day. And I'll say, I'll give you one, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, which one do you want it to be? <laughs> do you want me to take you to dance? Do you want me to pick you up from school? But what I'm not going to do is pick you up from school and then 30 minutes later, take you to dance. It's not going to happen. You should just walk to dance. And yeah. uh, that has helped. And there, there, occasionally it'll happen where she'll get a ride home and then, and, and then I'll take her to dance, but it's got to be scheduled. So that has been a huge point of friction for me. And I want to be helpful because sometimes it's not a big deal. Sometimes I'm at a break. Sometimes all I need to do in the afternoon was write something and I already wrote it. And then she calls and says, can you come pick me up? And I say, you know what? Sure. This perfect time, I can do it. But the challenge is you become a taxi service, you become a public utility. And they assume that you're going to be there whenever they call to take their where they need to go. And for me, that that became a huge frustration in time sync. So I don't know, it's a work in progress, but trying to make her schedule these things and have it not be on demand and limit how many times she can do it, it has become part of the, um, part of the agenda because she's not driving and her friends aren't driving yet, uh, just starting to now. So this will change. But right now, it's like, I want to I want to be helpful when I can, but I, I I literally can't. That's some of my most productive time in the mid afternoon, and to have to just set everything aside so that I can sit in the car for half an hour, so that my fifteen year old can't walk a mile is just ridiculous.
1: Well, I, I think there's an underlying issue there that I deal with occasionally too, and that's just respect for your time. Yeah, you know, and yeah. just you know, you need to show some respect for my time as well. I want to help. I want to be there when I can, but. Uh, you have to show some respect for my time, yeah, and and that's a challenge with teenagers
0: because teenagers. Uh, what I what I found at being one and now having one is um, they're in their own little world and they're not really yeah. thinking about other people and how their behavior affects other people.
1: Yeah, well, and it's just like like I mentioned earlier in a show where like they'll come in the room and say, "Oh, I need you to buy a book for this class for me, and I, you know, I need to go get some." cookies for something I'm doing at school. I need to bring cookies. I'm like, okay, but you just can't come to me yeah. with no warning and ask me to do all this Now it's stuff. not the you time for that. Yeah. Pull it together and later we'll, we'll deal with whatever problems you have. Uh, I want to be there for an emergency. Uh, but I, but you have to understand that I, you know, my time is valuable too. And, and I, I try to say it in a way that doesn't make me sound like a jerk, but it is kind of true. <laughs> you know, I gotta, I gotta work if we're going to, if we're going to pay for the book, you need to buy it for school. <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it is tough. I think that is a challenge with teenagers, honestly, um, more than with little kids. Is they just don't understand why anything you do is more important than anything they need. <laughs> it just doesn't occur to them. So, um, you know, we've been we spent most of the show talking about the challenges of working with children, or your spouse at home, or you know, reasons why you you need to punch out. You know, but the. uh i uh, I think I want to kind of close this episode talking about why it's so great being able to work at home with your kids and significant other around I mean for me, uh, I talked about at the top of the show I, I feel like I did miss out on some some special days as my kids were little, and that's not happening now i mean i'm yeah. there for I'm there for them you know um a lot of it's just the little things and we you know we just our kids just went back to school. And it's fun when they come home fresh off the, you know, bus or whatever, and they're talking about their new teachers and seeing their friends again. And you get to kind of share those those little things with them that I never really was a part of before.
0: Yeah, I get to um, I get to greet my son when he comes from from school and, you know, he's tired and he's got homework and all of that. Uh, but I get to do that, and I get, I get him, like you said, sort of fresh off of that school experience instead of having it be hours and hours later, and that's good. That that can make for some special moments. Sometimes it's a, a distraction, right, because suddenly I'm writing a story, and I hear him sort of shout from outside the garage that I need to open the garage door so that he can roll his bike in, But yeah. uh, but there's a lot of positive stuff about that, too. And I will say, again, in the category of distraction, but also helpful— um, it's not quite child care, but I do have the ability to drop in and say, uh, are you doing your homework and things like that? Little, little yeah. things. I'm not going to be able to sit with my son as he does his math homework for an hour and a half at three in the afternoon. Like, it's not going to happen because I've got my job to do, right? Um, but couple of things. One is, if it's a real desperate problem and I can help him, I can opt to do that and take a little time out from work. But um, at the very least, I can do a thing where I check in and say, what's your homework today when he gets home? And okay, you've got 20 minutes to have a snack and then I want you doing your homework. And then see, you know, come out half an hour later or an hour later and see how he's doing with his homework. So it, that's that's kind of a good thing where it's, it's a very light touch. I'm not going to be remote controlling him doing his tasks, he needs to be responsible, but I can help him get on task a little bit. And uh, I, I've really appreciated that. Less so for my daughter, she's older, she's in high school, and she's got a lot of after school activities. So she's often not home until uh, basically the same time my wife comes home. But with my son, I've been able to do that. And that's been great.
1: And I'd also say that being home uh, for the big things is pretty great, too. I mean, sometimes your kids will have a distressful day, like a genuinely crappy day and uh and being there to kind of help prop them up i mean i I will interrupt my work for that i mean if they're in distress i want to help them out or or the flip side of that is like if my daughter got a big part in a play she wanted one day and she came home and i said okay that's it everybody we're going out to eat and celebrate you know And, and being able to just stop everything and do that um is special and i and i hope that's something that you know is a memory that she'll have you know so um you know as 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 big as hell as other people but it's also joy you yeah. know i mean especially when it's your family being there for them i uh i think to me that's one of the biggest advantages of doing this thing that i'm doing is being able to be there on those big days
0: yeah it's a um i was going to throw in there too it gives you the freedom to do some stuff like schools need help from parents right And so one of the things that's been a positive aspect to me is not, it's not a requirement and it doesn't happen that often, but like if the school needs a parent to drive, I did this a a few years ago with my daughter, if the school needs a parent to like drive on a field trip or something like I can volunteer to do that. If I've got time in my schedule, I can block it off, right? I might not be able to do it, but I have way yeah. more flexibility than I do otherwise for things like driving, uh driving or picking up or even going on a field trip with kids from my uh from my kids classes. And that's uh that's something that is a luxury that I didn't have. It's before. all
1: good. Uh just uh just get it sorted out so you can stay home and you'll be surprised what happens. Yeah. So, uh, I bet we've got a few Free Agents listeners out there that are also dealing with kids and significant others. Maybe you've got something you can share with us for the feedback show on this.
0: Yeah, you can uh, go to relay.fm slash free agents and click the email link to contact us. You can also uh, visit our Free Agents group and talk to other free agents. That's at facebook.com slash groups slash free agents group. And you can also tweet at us at FreeAgentsFM.
1: All right, Jason. I guess we'll see you in a fortnight. All right. We'll be back later. Thanks, everybody.